From the wheat fields of the Thumb to the cherry trees on the Third Coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. In Michigan, we grow more than 300 crops every year, making our state the second most diverse agriculturally in the nation. One of those crops that might not come to mind very often is sod. Sod is a type of turf grass that is commonly used on golf courses, football fields, and for lawns. Today, we're going to learn a lot more about sod from Diane Michelle, a third generation sod farmer from DeBuck's Sod Farm in Davison. Welcome to the podcast, Diane. Thanks so much for having me on today. So I'd really love to begin by just hearing a little bit more about you and the role that you play at Debuck Sod Farm. Uh, sure. So I am an owner. Um, I do probably spend about 80% of my time in, in an office setting currently, um, you know, doing all the book working type things. Uh, we do a lot of sales and customer service, um, but I do also spend 20% of my time approximately out in the field, um, you know, scouting, checking on things, going over uh, details with our crew and managers out in the field as well. That's very cool. And so your farm or your family started the sod farm in 1956. Can you share a little bit about the history on how the farm got started? Uh, sure. So I'm third generation. So my parent, my grandparents were the ones to originally get into the grass business. And it was down in the Mount Clemens area of Michigan in the mid fifties. Um, they had previously been vegetable farmers um, and they had a large family. Um, my grandma was pregnant with twins, uh, which would be my dad, Alan, and his twin sister, Arlene. Um, the year that they kind of started doing some sod and they were looking for maybe something a little bit easier um, than vegetables because um, at that time, you know, the kids and even my grandma would help out in the fields when it was time to pick and things like that. And, it, you know, family was growing and um, they were looking for something that maybe was a little less labor intensive at that time. So they bought a new home and he went to the seed elevator to put in his new front lawn. And he told his buddy at the seed elevator, boy, this, this Kentucky bluegrass seed's a little expensive. And the guy at the elevator said, well, Leo, if you do a good job and, and grow it in nice and thick, I had a friend, a buddy putting in a golf course and he might be interested in buying it off you. So their very first crop was their front lawn. And then anytime in the future that they um, harvested the front lawn off, my grandpa would always give the money to my grandma to use for Christmas money. So that's how they got started in the sad business um, down in the Mount Collins area in the mid fifties. And then um, they bought the location that we are currently on in Davison in the um, early sixties and transitioned up here. They had eight kids all together, um, five of which were boys. And so at one point in time, all five boys had their own independent sad farm, sad farm location. Um, there were originally, there were three locations here in Michigan, including the one that we're at, uh, one in Wisconsin and one in New York. And so now four out of those five farms have all transitioned to the third generation. So there's still um, 
our farm and another farm in Michigan, and then a farm in New York and a farm in, in Wisconsin, all independently run um, in, into the third generation. Wow, that's fantastic. So as the third generation on the farm, did you always know that you wanted to come back and, and work and carry on that family tradition? Um, when I first, I, I mean, I love the industry. I knew I wanted to do something in the turfgrass industry. When I first went away to school, I wasn't sure if I would want to continue on into like graduate school and do some research or, or different things like that. And so when I was at Michigan State, um, the first semester I was there, I took a job in a laboratory and that helped me decide real quick that I wasn't that into laboratory work and that I wanted to come back to the farm. Um, it just, it suits, um, you know, my desires as far as, you know, it's fast paced and it's always changing. You have to be outside, um, you know, you work with people. It just, it, it, it's a good fit. I really enjoy it. Awesome. So now I really want to talk a little bit about just to really take a step back. Can you talk to us about what is sod and then what is a sod farm? Yeah, sure. So uh, sod is when you grow uh, grass from either seed or vegetative stock um, uh, and then you transplant it to another location. Um, so here in Michigan, we're growing it from seed. Um, more warm season grasses, like in the South, it would become from like vegetative stock where they're, um, you know, got cuttings and spreading them out in the field, things like that. But here, uh, in Michigan, it's pretty much all grown from seed and it takes us at our farm about 12 to 18 months from the time when you plant it until it's fully rooted in and thick enough and full enough to harvest and, and, and ship off somewhere. So then talking about that harvest process, how is it harvested? I watched some videos, but can you explain for the listeners kind of how it's harvested and then where you send it to from there? Yeah, so we do have uh, two automatic sod harvesters now. Um, we got our first automatic sod harvester in around 2000. Um, and so it means now, you know, it takes a lot of the labor out of it and makes things much safer. So we have one operator that can operate a machine that uh, has a blade, goes underneath the ground, cuts the sod away from the soil and the roots, comes up a conveyor, the conveyor rolls it into rolls and accumulates it into a layer. Then a stacker head comes and picks up that layer, sets it on the pallet. And you get, for us, we put seven of those layers on a pallet. After it sets that pallet down, automatically injects the next pallet and it just keeps on operating the going right down the field. Um, so then we load those on our most of our trucks or we do have customers that come to our farm and pick up as well. Um, but, you know, we'll take our forklifts, load those on semi trucks or even your little pickup truck um, at the farm here. Our major market for our, we're shipping our, shipping our sod into is Metro Detroit. Um, anywhere, um, mostly like Oakland County, um, down into... Um, a little bit towards uh, Livonia and Northville and things like that. But we do anywhere in Michigan. We'll get some specialty jobs um, for either golf courses or other big landscape projects up by Traverse City. Um, we actually have had a couple of jobs where we had to go over Mackinac Bridge. Um, so <laughs> that's always interesting. But we'll go all over the state, um, you know, if, if needed. Um, but we do like to stay right within about, you know, 60 miles or so of our farm. And then we can run a couple 
runs per day with our trucks and getting that side, you know, to either the homes or the golf courses. Uh, we do a lot of roadside projects, things like that. So once a person wants to install sod on their lawn, let's say, so they would come and and basically take it and then they just roll it out. Does it then kind of like plant roots into their ground or how does that work exactly? Yes, exactly. Um, The the biggest part is having your your ground ready. So you want to have your soil nice and loose and level. That's probably the trickiest part because the installation it's, it's a little bit labor intensive, but doesn't re- really require any like special tools or equipment. So that's why it's a nice uh, DIY kind of project for homeowners. Um, if they've got a couple buddies that they can invite over and have a sad party, um, you know, the installation is just a couple hours of hard work, picking up those pieces. Each piece covers 10 square feet. They're two by five and they're gonna weigh about 25, 30 pounds each. You know, so it's manageable. Pick up those pieces, roll them out on your on your soil. Um, make sure you water it real good the first time you put it down to make sure that that soil underneath has lots of water for those roots to grow in and keep it moist for the next 10 to 14 days. And that's about how long it takes to root in at your home. About about two weeks it should be in, And then you can start back in that, that watering back uh, to more of a normal lawn schedule. Wow, that's really cool. So you had mentioned that uh, you've done some some sod work where you've had to cross the bridge. I know you actually got to do a project at the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island. What was it like to kind of contribute to such a big Michigan icon in that way? Um, it was interesting, and I'm really glad I didn't. We didn't have to worry about the logistics. We just had to get it to the ferry. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want to have to worry about getting it off the ferry and getting it over to the pool area where it ended up. Uh, you know, I, I know they do have some, some, uh, you know, uh, electric motors there, uh, on a few items. And I know they, they have the dollies that they run with the horses and things, but, uh, that seemed like a logistical thing that I was happy. I didn't had to get it to the ferry. <laughs> Understandable, understandable. So in addition to farming sod, you also grow about 300 acres of crash of cash crops, correct? We do, yes. Um, you know, back in 2009, uh, it was kind of hard to sell sod. There weren't building very many homes at that time. And so, you know, we kind of went back to the drawing board and thought about, well, how can we kind of get some cash flow and utilize our acres in a different way? And we put in, you know, soybeans uh, on a lot of our acreage. And now we're at the point where we're kind of back reverse of that well, with the economic boom in the housing market and things where um, we've pretty much converted most all of our acres that are we can back over to sod. We do have some areas we still put, you know, beans or corn in that are, you know, the ground's not as suitable for sod and things like that. So, um, but we're at a point now where sod's picking up and we're mostly doing sod. Okay. So what are some of the main differences between growing sod and more traditional crops? And then what are some similarities? So for me, the biggest thing I try to stress to my friends that, that are more into cash crops is that, that like intensity that you feel during the harvest season, it's like that every day at a sod farm because we harvest sod every day. So it's that intense, you know, nine months out of the year um, where 
you know, you're trying to get your product harvested and out the door. Uh, nobody wants to have their sod delivered at three o'clock in the afternoon when it's 85 or 90 degrees out. They want to get it there as soon as they can. So we're trying to keep as many customers happy and get everybody's service as quick as we can every day. Um, so it's that intensity of that harvest season every single day. And then ways that it's the same. I mean, you're still growing a crop. So you're still, you know, analyzing those uh, soil samples. You know, you're still looking at fertility. Um, you know, you're still trying to push things along and, 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 and you know, get the biggest bang for your buck that you can. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of equipment similar and some things that, that we do because of our experience in crop farming with like GPS on our tractors and things like that. We were a little bit ahead of some of our other, fellow sod farms on things like that from experience that with the crops and how we can expand that and utilize it better for the sod side of things. Very cool. So then are there any, um, you know, when you think about putting sod into your lawn or into an area over, you know, seeding it or something, are there any, what are some, some pros to that or maybe some environmental um, friendliness to that? Yes, obviously the biggest, you know, pro is it's going to be instant grass right now. Like I just said, it takes us 12 to 18 months to grow it from seed to a fully finished product that's harvestable. You could probably get a lawn that it would be acceptable a little quicker than that because you're not worried about having those roots knit together so much, but you still have quite a, quite a long process there and you have to um, you know, worry about the weeds that are going to might come in and how are you going to take care of that and things like that. So with sod, you're going to get a product that's fully ready to utilize right now. Um, you know, weed free, dense, ready to go. Um, also, you know, it's really important. Like I said, when you do a lot of roadside projects, good for erosion control. Um, you know, like I said, you're not waiting for those roots to come in and, and hold that soil there. Within two weeks, you're going to have perfect erosion control. And just having the sod on top helps a lot too. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're doing a good job making sure that we use the right products here at the farm. So you're probably also not going to have to worry about using anything on your home lawn because it's already thick and full and dense. As long as you keep it healthy, you're not going to have those weeds and disease coming in. Great. Well, is there any additional information we didn't cover that you wanted to share with listeners about, about sod farming or kind of anything within that realm? Um, just, you know, one thing that we're pretty strongly believe in here is that the green industry as a whole, um, whether it's sod farming or landscaping or, you know, anything like that, it's a great opportunity for young people that are looking for, you know, careers where it's, you know, you want to get outside, you don't want to work in an office, you like something that's a little bit more physical. I mean, I love that part of my job. I love that like rush you get when you, you know, spend the day outside and you, you know, felt, feel tired at the end of the day and you sleep real good. So we want to make sure that there lots of young people know that those opportunities are out here and there's good opportunities in these fields. You know, they're not, they're not second rate jobs. They're, they're great, wonderful jobs that you can feel proud of at the end of the day. Awesome. So if somebody was looking for a job or just even wanted to learn more about, uh, about Dubuque Sod Farm, where would they find more information? Yeah, our, we have a website. It's uh, just it's our name, dbucksodfarm.com. 
Um, so you can find out all the things I said here and more. Um, I'm also part of the Michigan Sod Growers Association, and I'm also the vice president of Turfgrass Producers International. And those, um, both those organizations have, you know, scholarship opportunities and other, you know, things like that to connect with, with farms and other things in the grain industry. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the Michigan AF podcast, Diane. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's been fun. Good. So when you think of farming, sod might not be the first thing that pops into your mind, but sod farmers in Michigan have been providing a quality product to customers for over 90 years. It's really cool to think of all the ways that agriculture touches our everyday lives, including the grass under our feet. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us very soon to hear about more people, food, and products that are Michigan AF. The Michigan AF podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown Michigan Great campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture-diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org.